guys. Welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? How's your day going? How's your week going? I'm doing all right. I'm back in Chicago, making it through the week. Very much looking forward to the weekend, to having some chill time, to sleeping in, to hopefully just taking it easy a little bit, relaxing, resetting, that kind of weekend. I feel like I am very much in need of a weekend like that because as you guys know, like I mentioned last week, I was in Minnesota. We were decluttering, trying to get rid of things. And that in and of itself is just such a taxing process, all of it. So I'm happy to have some downtime now. I'm happy that I'm back in Chicago for a bit. Yes, just a bit because we have some future plans upcoming within the month and the upcoming months. I'll get into that on a later date because for right now, I just really want to focus on being right here. Just at our home in Chicago. Maybe clean this place up a little bit. Because now that we have cleaned so much of our home in Minnesota, granted I'm exhausted from doing that, but it has kind of inspired me to keep everything clean, to downsize as you go, which I will get into later on in this episode. There's not really that much else new with me. I guess something I have restarted Gossip Girl again for probably the 10th time. There is just something that when summer starts to come to an end, there's something in my brain that just tells me, okay, Emma, it's time to start Gossip Girl over. This show's gonna start aligning with the fall holidays, all the good stuff. I don't know, I'm sure I haven't started this show every single time in the fall, but that's when I feel like I'm longing for it again the most. So even though I did finish all six seasons for legitimately, like I said, probably nine times before this time, I'm starting it again. I just feel like it's one big long movie for me and one of my favorite movies that I will just watch on repeat probably forever. It's just a comfort show and I feel like I could really use that right now. So even something that's new with me happens to not be new at all. That's okay though, sometimes it's good to just focus on the familiar. That's all I got for what's new, so let's get into the rest of this episode, into what's hot. First up, according to businessinsider.com, Lyft riders look at their app about nine times per ride. Now, they'll see ads when they check it. Lyft's app will now show ads as a user waits to be matched with a driver, waits to be picked up, and during their trip, the company announced in a blog post. The ads are a way for the company to capitalize on its user base, as the average rider checks their phone nearly nine times during a ride, the company said. Lyft has a captive audience throughout their entire ride journey, waiting for their car, matching with their driver, and in-ride. And brands can now reach riders in relevant and tailored ways across our suite of Lyft media products, Zach Greenberg, Lyft's chief business officer, said in the company's blog post. Greenberg told the Wall Street Journal that he expects advertisers to be sold on Lyft's potential due to how frequently riders check the app, as well as the data the rideshare company collects from its users. Lyft's website says that advertisers can target riders based on the location of the ride, as well as the user's method of payment, ride history, and lifestyle. A spokesperson for Lyft told Insider in an email, Lifestyle is based on locations users, quote, like to visit, such as sports games, restaurants, gyms, etc. In its blog post Thursday, Lyft gave the example of riders potentially receiving ads for a new film 
if they're dropped off near a movie theater. All riders will see ads on the app, but they had the option to reject sharing, quote, their behavioral and demographic data, the Lyft spokesperson said. Greenberg told the journal that the data will be reported anonymously and in aggregate. In June, rideshare giant Uber launched a similar ad rollout across its platform. The company, which is Lyft's primary competition in this space, began featuring full-length video ads on its rideshare app, as well as Uber Eats and Drizzly platforms. Lyft's introduction of a new revenue stream comes after a few rounds of layoffs at the company. In November 2022, Lyft cut about 700 jobs, and then in April, it nixed another 1,200. Okay, so this to me is a very interesting story. One, because I'm kind of surprised that Lyft didn't have ads already. I just feel like so many things that we use have some form of advertisement attached to it. I mean, obviously, this article that I'm reading from right now on businessinsider.com has many ads on this page. It just kind of feels ingrained in so much of what we see now that if somebody were to have told me that Lyft has ads, I would have been like, oh yeah, of course they do. So I don't really feel like this is going to hinder the user experience that much. Also because I guess Uber has ads too, which I feel like I have noticed. But if it is for something like Uber Eats, it's like I don't even really view that as an ad. I'm like, oh yeah, Uber would have an Uber Eats banner on Uber. And I will say that the Uber Eats ad has actually worked on me while I was in my Uber app. Like I was going home, I think from the airport or something, and then the Uber Eats ad popped up and I was like, I should order food right now. And then by the time I'm home, maybe my Uber Eats will have arrived. So they've gotten me before and it felt pretty seamless. It is also interesting to me, the example that Lyft gave that if a rider was going to a movie theater, for instance, they would see an ad for a new film. That definitely is very targeted by your location, by where you're going. But also, if you're already going to see a movie, do you really need to get an ad to see another movie? I guess that's what trailers are before the movie, but I'm way more engrossed in a trailer. I'm way more likely to see the movie because of a trailer than because of an ad that popped up. You know what I mean? But I don't know, I guess if you saw the ad, and then you go to the theater, and that same ad that you saw, now they're playing the trailer for it at the movie theater, maybe that recognition to that movie will make it so that you're more inclined to see it. I could see that happening to me. That could potentially work. And like this article said, apparently there is going to be an option to opt out of the behavioral and demographic data targeting. And I know sharing specific things like that, People do have mixed opinions on it. For me, I feel like our data is being collected so much and in so many different ways already that I guess for something like this, I would at least want to see an ad that is more targeted towards me or towards things that I would potentially want rather than seeing a random ad for something that I will never use, I will never buy, I will never go see but also totally get if you don't want to feel like you're being tracked and targeted every single time that you take a lift. So I guess we'll see how this turns out, if users are going to be comfortable with it, if it does affect the user experience at all, if it makes it harder to use the app, if it makes it annoying in any way. I am sure that if that is the case, people will definitely give their feedback. Trial and error. We'll see how this goes.
All right, guys, and one more announcement that I wanted to make in the What's Hot section. You guys know I'm a Zach Bryan fan. I've recommended some of his songs in the What's Good section. I saw him live at the music festival I went to this summer. He's insanely talented, and his new album is coming out next week, August 25th, a week from tomorrow. Mark your calendars if you like him or if you want to check this album out. I'm very excited for it. I told you guys a while back that there was an unreleased song that I think is called The East Side of Sorrow. He may have changed it on the album, so we will see. But that song, I have seriously been waiting for it to come out officially for so long. And I am just over the moon that I'm finally going to be able to hear it in full on Spotify and quite frankly, probably on vinyl too because I feel like this is going to be a great one to hear on a record player. So just had to announce that in case you guys were waiting for the update from me. So there you go. That's your update. All right, guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get into what's good. I have a couple movies to recommend. Two that I watched while I was home. I'm excited to share them because I loved them both, and I'm hoping that you guys will too. If you don't, that's okay. But it's fun to share movies that you really like. You know what I mean? So here we go. The first one is called Tetris. Here's your summary. Hank Rogers discovers Tetris in 1988 and then risks everything by traveling to the Soviet Union, where he joins forces with inventor Alexei Pajitnov to bring the game to the masses. This movie is based on a true story, the wild true story of Tetris. How it came to be, the twists and turns that came about when this game was discovered, people wanting the rights to the game, who has the rights to the game, people trying to see who can sell it, who can profit off of it. Like this summary said, there's the element of traveling to the Soviet Union, interacting with different countries, different economic systems, different political systems, different ways of life. It's such an interesting story, and I felt like the movie was so well done. I was entertained the entire time. There are some very key special moments in it where they also kind of ingrained the game of Tetris into the movie in really unique ways. It was really cool. I definitely recommend, if you are like me, you like movies that are based on a true story, that are based on innovation, invention, origin stories in general, check this one out. You can watch it on Apple TV+. Alright guys, and the second movie that I want to recommend is called 13 Lives. Here's your summary. A rescue mission is assembled in Thailand where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. This is also based on a true story, an incredible true story that actually did not happen that long ago. It happened in 2018. I remember this. I remember how scary and sad this situation was. And it truly is a survival story. I don't want to spoil it if you don't know the events of what happened in real life, if you don't remember seeing it in real time. Definitely check the movie out because I thought it was really well done as well. The acting was great. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. 
And like I said, I was very aware when all of this was happening in real time. But there were some things, some big things actually, that I did not know about this story that this movie brought to light. And then we looked it up after to see if some of those facts were accurate. And some of the wildest facts that were in this movie were indeed accurate. So if you want to know more about any of what I've just talked about, check it out for yourself. Again, highly recommend. And you can watch this one on Amazon Prime. All right, and last up for what's good, your song. It is called Cap Guns by Mae Simpson. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now it's time for the grand finale of the episode, Need to Know Basis. Let's bring it back to the beginning, and let's bring it a little bit back to last week. Because like I mentioned, me and my family have been going through things in our house, downsizing, cleaning it all up, packing stuff up that I can take to Chicago that isn't already here, cleaning out my closet fully, finally, (laughs) which if you guys would have seen my closet prior to this big clean out, it was rough, okay? Very, very, very rough, which is kind of funny if you think about it because as some of you may know, that's where this podcast started. In my closet, in my home in Minnesota, That's where I recorded the very first intro episode and many of the episodes after that. Next to, and quite literally on top of, some of the piles of clothes that I had in that closet. And now, wild enough, we are coming up on three years of this podcast. Next week is our three-year birthday anniversary. Get excited for that. Get excited for that episode. But it's kind of weird to think back on it. Because now that closet is completely empty. It is just wild how time keeps moving on. And in a good way. But doing this big clean out, this big pack up, I have learned a lot of what I shoulda, coulda, woulda done if I had known better before starting this process. So I thought, why not share some of those things with you guys? In case you're downsizing, you're cleaning, you're trying to get rid of things, you're trying to pack things up, whatever you're trying to do, or maybe just take this little piece of advice, try to store it in your memory so that in the future, if you are ever doing this yourself, maybe it'll just be a little bit easier. Because doing anything like this on a grand scale is very, very hard for multiple reasons the emotional ties to things, of course, which I have talked to you guys about before, but also just the physical aspect of doing it all. So here are some things that I wish that I would have done. I wish I would have kept less. Just in general, the stuff that I packed up that I'm hoping to bring to Chicago soon, I wish I would have packed up less of it. I wish I would have gotten rid of more of it. But that's also incredibly hard to do when you're just doing it in one sitting. You're both packing things and getting rid of things at the same time. Which leads me to my second thing, possibly one of the most important ones, at least for me, that I really wish that I would have been doing. I wish I would have gotten rid of more along the way. So that whenever I was going to be cleaning things out fully, I wouldn't have had so much to think about, should I keep this, should I get rid of it? 
It's just too much to do all at once. And I think if you are just continually always cleaning things out, going through your clothes, seeing what you don't like anymore, not holding on to it for too long, in which you equate more memories to it, and then it can be harder to get rid of it, just get rid of things sooner, clean things out sooner, do an overhaul. That's something that I wish that I would have done, that like I said, for our place currently in Chicago, I want to do it now. Maybe not right now because I am very, very tired of having done it so much in Minnesota. But very soon, I do just want to seriously look at things and decide to get rid of some stuff so it doesn't become overwhelming everywhere I go. And I think a good timeline for that, because it doesn't have to be all the time, is maybe just a yearly clean out. You know, people do spring cleanings. I think I just have to seriously implement that into my life. I think it'd be very useful. Another thing that I shoulda, coulda, woulda done while packing things up is that I wish I would have categorized things even better. Because there was so much that I was going through, I was starting to get overwhelmed. And a lot of things ended up just being like miscellaneous piles or comfy clothes, things like that. And I'm like, okay, but what does that really entail? Which leads me to my next thing that if I had really thought about this process before going through it, I probably would have taken a picture of each box, the things that I put in each one of those boxes, and then like taped the picture onto the top of the box so that when I bring it here or wherever, I know exactly what's in it. Because even now thinking about it, I know there are going to be some boxes that I just see miscellaneous on, And I'm going to be like, oh gosh, I have no idea what's in this box right now. But it's okay. I will cross that bridge when I get to it. The last thing, which again, I feel like I've reiterated this to you guys so many times, but it is something that I am just continuously trying to work on, which is to hold less sentimental value towards things in general. And to also not think of things in the sense of one day they will be vintage. Because that's definitely a challenge, especially for how much our fashion trends are recycled. I think about that all the time. When I'm thinking, should I get rid of this shirt or not? I'm like, but will it come back? Maybe I'm not going to wear it today or tomorrow or in two years. But one day, maybe I'll want to wear it again. Because then it'll be cool that I have it. It'll be back in style. And it'll be an original from the time when it was first in style. But some things, I'm just like, Emma, it's not that deep. Why are you thinking about it like this in your head? It's not like I have vintage Chanel lying around, you know what I mean? It's like a shirt from Delia's. Do you guys know what Delia's is? It was a really popular store back in the day when we were like tweens. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That I'm like, oh, but this style, it was cool. Or you know something that I actually recently came across was an Abercrombie & Fitch shirt. And that was something that I was thinking, I was going to get rid of this, but now Abercrombie and Fitch is like back in style again. So that proved my point. But I can't keep thinking of things like that, and I recognize that I should have used all of these tips for myself while I was doing this process. But I'm not perfect, obviously. I'm just going to try to be better about this. I think it also does help sometimes to have a second opinion which unfortunately this time when we were home, we were kind of all going through our stuff. So we all had a lot to do. 
But some stuff, like if I ran it by my sister, she'd be like, yeah, get rid of that. And then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can get rid of that. So I don't know. I guess that's another tip. If you can try to do this with a friend or a family member or something like that, somebody that you can just like casually ask their opinion about something and just validate the fact that no, you don't need to keep it. It's not that special. Because otherwise, the potential to just be like, oh, I'm not really sure. So because I'm not sure, I'm going to keep it because I'd rather be sure that I want to give it away than sure that I want to keep it if I'm going to give it away. And I did get rid of some stuff, okay? There were some things that were just obviously, like I had things like a little basketball hoop hanging off of my door. I don't need that. I didn't play basketball. It was just a fun little thing to have. So yes, hopefully if you guys are going through a similar process right now, some of these tips helped you. If not, that's okay. I didn't process them fast enough for them to help me, but like I said, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Maybe in the future, I will take some of my own advice. Just gotta work a little bit every day to be better at this. That's the goal. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Remember, next week is our birthday special episode, so get excited. Three years, we're coming for you. Until then, keep trying your best. Lesson the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) Thank you.